the Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We're sorting out the details and getting the latest for you from across the St. Louis region from the KMOX newsroom in the All Local. Today is Tuesday, November 28th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. There is no additional layoffs supposed to be happening. The current number is about 340 of our members that are on layoff. That's United Steelworkers Local 1899 President Dan Simmons responding to WARN Act notices that are going out to a thousand Granite City steel workers. Simmons says as of now the operation level will remain the same at the steel mill. We're still going to be rolling slabs from some of the other facilities. That's what we're doing currently now. That's not going to change in the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, this is just a covering their butts, so to speak, uh, of a requirement of the WARN notification. Simmons tells KMOX the last layoffs affected 340 Granite City steel workers. They have not been called back to work. I think the notices that went out to the media made it appear like there's additional layoffs and there's a change. There's no change in the level of what we're at currently right now. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski notes in September, U.S. Steel blamed the auto strike for reduced steel demand, but then today announces this move. This wasn't a market-driven decision by U.S. Steel. This was something that they clearly had um, plans for and something that I think they've very sadly and wrongly made the decision that they are not prioritizing um, that Granite City, Granite City Works and the plant and those working people. This just in. The former St. Louis Archbishop Cardinal Raymond Burke is getting evicted from his Vatican apartment and losing his retirement salary. The New York Times reports describing Burke as a, quote, prominent American critic of the Pope from the Catholic Church's traditionalist wing. Pope Francis reportedly says Cardinal Burke is a source of disunity in the church. What began as an overnight tour of the city justice center turned into a productive meeting with the commissioner. I will not be calling for the uh, commissioner's termination today. That's Oversight Board Chairperson Reverend Daryl Gray after his meeting with the Commissioner of the City Jail, Jennifer Clemens Abdullah. He said it was more productive than any guided tour they could have received and that he is not currently calling for her resignation. We're going to give her some time to see if this meeting uh, bears any fruit. Uh, and that's going to be based upon what our staff tell us over the next couple of days and weeks, whether or not they've had access. Reverend Gray says they still want to access the medical wing because preventing future deaths is their number one priority. Sean Malone, KMOX News. A state rep wants Missouri's governor to keep potential Palestinian refugees from coming to the state. Republican state representative from Lesterville, Chris Dinkins, sent Republican Governor Mike Parson a letter calling on him to take executive action to block the resettlement of Palestinian refugees from Gaza to Missouri. Hamas are terrorist groups that attack our country and hate who we are. We don't want them here under no circumstances whatsoever. But I don't think you want to take everybody that's from Palestine to make them as bad people. I don't know that. And when it comes to refugees coming to the state, the governor says it's a federal government issue. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Missouri's governor and St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones both at the groundbreaking this morning for AMIC STL, the new St. Louis Advanced Manufacturing Innovation Center. First and foremost, my good friend, Governor Mike Parson. We don't agree on a lot of things, but we do agree that workforce development is the best crime-stopping plan that we can put in our community. So thank you, Governor. 
Amic STL will be a $60 million, 150,000 square foot facility for various manufacturing industries to collaborate and to train workers. A St. Louis man who carries Narcan is supporting an idea to make it mandatory on all flights. John Gall is the co-founder of the Alliance for Naloxone in the Workplace. He was on a flight in 2022 when a man overdosed and he administered Narcan. And within three minutes, that young man um, was breathing again. And within 10 minutes uh, of us administering the Narcan, he was on his feet. Comedian Nikki Glazer has added her hometown to her current tour. The St. Louis native Kirkwood High School will bring the Good Girl Tour to the Fabulous Fox Theater next spring, Saturday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Tickets go on sale on Friday. If you can't wait that long, Glazer will be at the Funny Bone in Westport Plaza tomorrow night with a show benefiting the Carroll House Quick Fix Pet Clinic. The KMOX Business Desk newly released court documents allege Facebook parent company Meta had received reports of young children on its social media platforms but didn't do enough to boot them off. On Total Information AM, CBS tech contributor Ian Shear says it's tricky because a lot of people act in bad faith and file false reports. So say, oh, you know, this person is potentially going to be in harm or this person said something that's against the platform's rules. And that account suddenly becomes under suspicion, even though it's actually all fake reports. So what ends up happening is people who have real reports, right, like parents who are worried about their kids being online, they have to get in the same line as all the fake ones. And it ends up that, you know, there aren't enough human beings on the planet, practically, to be able to manage all these reports all the time. It's, it's insane. Meta has said the lawsuit filed by dozens of states misrepresents its work to make the online experience safe for kids. As we continue on KMOX, let's go in-depth on the situation in Granite City. There seems to be some confusion in what U.S. Steel is saying, that they're sending out a thousand warn notices to people who could be potentially laid off, and the company expects 60% of those could actually lose their jobs. But United Steelworkers Local 1899 President Dan Simmons is telling our Maria Kina uh, something else about those additional layoffs at Granite City Steel. So this other 600 people, that isn't accurate. There is no other 600 people. They're sending out notices to every, almost majority of everybody in the plant. That's just to uh, cover their their butts again. If down the road something changes, and they then now they could further reduce. But there is no plans at this time. Currently, they're planning on bringing continue bringing the slabs, and we're going to keep rolling as much as we are. There's about 900 employees in the plant today working. That number is this, is there's no foreseeable change in that coming forward so uh what we're at the current level right now is what they're planning on maintaining this is just a legal obligation they have per the warn act but those 340 people they're not bringing them back no they're not no they're not though they will continue to be on layoff right now until that their decisions made that we're going to fire the furnaces back up back in september they also used the united auto workers strikes to do this so what are they saying now that the strike's over? Back then, I think that was their magic word was mitigating circumstances. And I think they got a word of the day calendar. And every day, every time these things come up, they pick a word out of it. They were just throwing, uh, trying to divert the attention away from their decision to lay off rather than trying to weather the storm. Because what my first question to upper management today was, let me see, the only thing that's changed from seven and a half weeks ago when we sat in here and they told me that they were going to idle the primary is that the price of steel has gone up over 200 to $250 a ton since then. And so 
basically, why aren't we operating anyway? They're, they can make good money out there right now in the market. But it's a typical U.S. deal. When you have CFOs, which are finance people, making the decisions as CEOs, we see a lot of these kind of crazy operations. They shoot themselves in the foot, and then they kind of try to go back and try to cover their tracks. I think that's where we're at today. What's happening with the sale? What's going on with the sale? That's mum's a word because everybody's under an NDA. The NDAs, my understanding, expire either December 1 or December 3rd, somewhere in that area. So early December, which will be later next week, I would think. I don't have my calendar in front of me exactly. But anyway, once that NDA expires, I think that's when you'll you'll hear from these CEOs that are most interested. There's there's at least I'm aware of three different groups that are in, interested in making an offer. So they're all uh, under NDAs and they can't say anything about it or talk about it out of fear. U.S. Steel is going to sue them. So that's why we haven't heard anything. So we will hear more about that after those uh, non-disclosure agreements they signed exhaust. What's your gut feeling? What's going to happen here? Well, I, I don't know. Myself being involved as long as I have in this business, there is huge support. The steelworkers are all supporting Cleveland Cliffs as a new potential owner. As Lorenzo Gonclays is openly the CEO of Cleveland Cliffs, has been outspoken about wanting to have all the blast furnaces in North America. He's a blast furnace guy. He had all the ore operations up north that he owns uh, and they operate. So what better to eat up his ore is our blast furnaces. So I'm hoping, and with the backing of the steel workers, that it's Cleveland Cliffs as at least a fresh set of eyes come down here and look at this operation we have here in Granite City and what we have to offer, the location we have, and the product mix that we can make that others can't make. I welcome that opportunity to to see what a new set of eyes, what we could do for them. So The 340 people that are off and are not coming back, at least not for now, what's happening with them? What, what are they doing? Well, we, you know, they've been out there roughly, well, seven weeks now, the first group, uh, and some of them less than that that have has phased out. Uh, they're currently uh, uh, drawing their unemployment. Uh, some... After a certain level of years of service, there's supplemental benefits they can grab from that have been negotiated through the steelworkers' contracts. So they, along with, you know, carrying some insurance for a length of time as well, I'm hoping they can weather the storm and we can get this operating back up and operating with the price of steel selling over over $900 a ton, and it looks like there's another price hike coming. I'm not sure why we aren't up and operating because there's opportunities, missed opportunities right now, I believe. There seems something exceedingly cruel about making an announcement before the holidays that people are going to be laid off or lose their jobs. What's the purpose that they did this now? I don't think there's any purpose behind it. I think it was just the timing of it because it's no additional layoffs. These are still the same group that knew they were being laid off first week of October. So they didn't announce today it would be running close to their time, a duration of time of their original claim that they'd be less than six months. And I think 
there's a there's some legalities involved there. That's KMOX's Maria Kina in Granite City with United Steelworkers Local 1899 President Dan Simmons. Again, U.S. Steel uh, Corporate today announced that warn notices would go out to a thousand workers. Uh, fewer than 400 have previously been put on temporary layoff because of that auto worker strike in September. This covers those plus an additional about 600. And the company says that 60 percent of those could lose their jobs permanently. But uh, the president of the United Steelworkers says uh, that's not necessarily the case. The notices are going out, but that doesn't necessarily turn into a permanent layoff. Subscribe and stay up to date. Get the latest St. Louis All Local sent to you automatically. Subscribe in your favorite app.